Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024. Seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 70. And good morning, good morning, good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. You can reach me on Twitter at Dominic TV, Facebook and Instagram, Dominic Carter TV. You can also reach us via telephone 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And, of course, folks, download the 77 WABC app. And coming up at 45 minutes past this hour, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter. So Senator Schumer, the majority leader, says bipartisan compromise on the gun legislation should be ready in a couple of days. McConnell agrees to the uh, framework. And Senator Chris Murphy, as we've been talking about, and I know how some of you feel on the issue of gun control, but Murphy has admitted that the bill the bill is a far cry from what Democrats believe what is necessary to stop the bloodshed from mass shootings in America and schools and workplace and so on. But Murphy is correct about this. This is a breakthrough, and this is the point I've been trying to make consistently. To win GOP support for any gun restrictions and the measures that could save thousands of lives, it is definitely a breakthrough. It is definitely a breakthrough. And so remember, and we're going to talk about this tonight, that this so-called framework on guns has the stated support of at least 10 Republicans, which would allow it to pass over a conservative filibuster effort. That's one of the stories on my mind. Another one is I'm trying to figure out what is going on in America. A woman spewing nothing but hate dressed in a very loud dress, was uh, caught on video screaming at a group of Asian American women, telling them, go back where you came from, and then maced them. This happened in Manhattan. Is this a matter? I'm really trying to figure this out. And I want to have a conversation about this this morning. Is this a matter of, you know, people still getting over being confined from COVID? What is really behind these types of attacks? 
And I want you to listen to a little bit of what this attack sounded like. The woman telling the Asian women to get away from her and then pepper spraying them. This person was doing hella racist to us, telling us to go back to our country now, spraying us with pepper spray. The situation that happened in uh, Chelsea and um, as it relates to another story that I'm looking at, New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And you knew this was coming. Somebody has got to stand up to AOC. They appear to be in a proxy war over Albany. Adams is throwing his support behind uh, some Democrats that are facing challenges from candidates that are backed by AOC. This all comes as uh, Adams is set to uh, put his political muscle, if you will, behind uh, endorsing uh, Governor Hochul later on today. So a lot is going on as it relates to our area. And you've now got this battle, if you will, between Adams on one side, AOC on the other. And as I've been saying on this program, AOC's 15 minutes of fame should have been over a long, long time ago. We are taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So let me start with the attack on Asian Americans. And I I really, I really want to hear from you folks. As I have said in the past, there are times when I will have what I feel are town halls with you. And this morning happens to be one of those mornings as it relates to what is going on. So you have a group of Asian American women by the way, who are from New York. And apparently they were doing some uh, shopping and it's all caught on video where a woman starts screaming at them, go back where you came from. This happened in Chelsea. And then pepper sprays them. And so one of the women uh, said that she does not feel safe going out as an Asia per Asian person. It's scary in New York. Now, again, the woman happens to be a New Yorker in terms of uh, the Asian American woman that is uh, speaking out. And she is saying that, quote, this is my home where I should be comfortable, especially in broad daylight. I was born and raised in Queens. And so I, I, I just, I'm trying to understand why we as a society are seeing this happening over and over and over again. Let's start with the uh, telephone calls. Let's begin in Yonkers with Al. Good morning, Al, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Oh, Dominic, thank you for taking my phone call. You know, I'm, I'm glad you pointed out about it's the first I've heard about the uh, 
the uh, Asian Americans in New York City being uh, targeted with pepper spray. Uh, I think it's very unfortunate what's happened to Asian Americans in the last couple of years. I mean, they've been targets of hate. Uh, we've seen it happen in San Francisco, the city of San Francisco. We've seen it happen numerous times in the city of New York, just like today's event. And I think what happens is uh, the Asian-American community feels so unsafe that even in the last city mayor's race, where Asian-Americans usually would vote uh, strongly uh, in the Democratic camp, uh, last time in many districts within Queens and the outer boroughs, they voted for Curtis Sliwa because of the, the concerns of law and order. No, no, no doubt about it. Uh, big concerns um, as it relates to that community. And I, I, I'm really disturbed by it, what's happening with the um, Asian-American community. And so, Al, I, I thank you for the uh, call. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry. What's on your mind? Yeah, you see, Dominic, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know what to do with that story because <clears throat> you revealed that the Asian women were the target of this of this woman, but you didn't reveal the race of this woman. So it's like half a story. So I don't know where to go with it, you know, because it's relevant what kind of woman was doing this. Okay, well, well, Larry, if you listen to this show, you know that oftentimes uh, I do point out race when it's relevant in particular to a story. And mm-hmm. so uh, in this case... The woman, uh, I can only go by what I what appears to be on the video. The woman appears to be white or Latino. I'm not exactly sure. I believe she's white. But why is that relevant to to what happened? Well, it's high, well, it's very relevant because you see, there's been a whole spate of anti Asian, um, um, you know, incidents, mainly coming from African-Americans. Okay. So, so if you if you want to perceive a trend, this is anomalous that it came from a white. Uh, well, sometimes it does come from Latinas also, but it's anomalous if it would come from a white person. I don't know why, but there's something going on where they're perceived as an intermediary. In other words, they're perceived uh, as being more white than than minority. And there may be like they, they want to get to the white people, but the Asians are in the way because I can see no reason why the Asians are a target. They're good, upstanding citizens. They're very hard workers. <clears throat> they don't step on anybody else. And I see absolutely no reason why they should be a target outside of the fact that there's uh, maybe they're trying to get to somebody else. Right. OK, well, Larry, I uh, I, I thank you uh, for the call. Um, I see we have other calls on the Asian American, uh, the attacks on Asian Americans. But I also want to focus on this because I really believe that it's good for the country. And that is Senator Schumer uh, saying bipartisan compromise on the gun legislation will be ready in coming days. As soon as I heard about the agreement, if you listen to the show, I said it was a great thing for America. And now it's far from perfect what's been passed. But anything, anything at this point is a step in the right direction. And here is what Senator McConnell had to say on this matter. Coming together behind a framework, which hopefully can be turned into legislative language and passed. Um, For myself, I'm comfortable with the framework. And if the legislation ends up (coughs) reflecting 
what the framework uh, indicates, I'll be supportive. It's hard to believe that on this issue, Democrats and Republicans are coming together. And so I, I believe that we have to give credit when credit's due. And what I'm curious about to those of you that called me uh, when this deal was first brokered and said that you were against it, it's the beginning of the end of uh, of uh, people having guns. I, I want to hear if if you've had any change of mind in terms of looking at it from the other side. And so I see we have a number of calls, and we're going to get to AOC and Eric Adams in just a second. But uh, I see we have a num- number of calls on uh, attacks on Asian Americans, um, and then I'll go to the gun regulations. Let's go to Audrey, our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. What's on your mind? Good morning and well, well, well. How was your weekend? <laughs> My weekend was well. Thank you for asking. I and hope to, yours was well. In regards to this, um, the bill for the guns, I don't see any big deal. I don't see anything really productive because it's going to be up to the states, from what I understand. Each state going to make the regulations. On, 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 on a red flag it's, provision. We'll see. But I just, it's something dumb, but it's, it's to me, it's not like, Big deal. Not yet, because they still have the guns. But the Asian-American women that were, were attacked, you want to know what it is? Please, tell me. It's actually nothing but racism, period. Period. It doesn't matter who, what, when. It's just wrong. And, you know, just to, to pick, it's just wrong. And that's what's wrong with this country. They need to get down and start searching themselves, because it's wrong. Okay, it's so, so, so wait, Audrey, so you said it's it's racism. Yes. So most of the attacks, at least as far as New York City goes, that yeah, we have that. seen that we have seen on video, the attacker, the alleged attacker, mm-hmm. uh, happened to be an African American. So yes. it's racism there as well. No, it's the stupidism. I'm sorry. It's just, I can't define what people do when they see. But I call it um, monkey see, monkey do, because it's really stupid. But to just attack people, period, anybody is wrong. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Well, Audrey, as always, I thank you for your uh, telephone calls. Let's go to Wilford in Newark, New Jersey, and then we're going to go to Dave in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning to you, Wilford. What's on your mind? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> About the gun registration, I mean, the new uh, laws they're going to put in. Possibly you know, put been... in. Possibly put in. Yeah. But it's not going to do anything. New York already got this. Okay, but 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 now, but but Wilford, but wait, but wait, wait a second here. So, more money for mental health, more money to tighten securities at schools, and you're telling me it's not going to do anything? No, that do something. But the point is, all them things aren't going to stop the the gun shooting. You got to. I think you got to start from the beginning, just like they're doing in school, making our kids be socialists. If they don't have no punishment in school, you know, you can go hit a teacher and they take the teacher out, you know. So they're growing up learning that they don't, you know, not responsible for what they do. That's the way you stop gun violence. You start, you know, punishing them then and they get used to punishment instead of not being used to it. What do you think about that? Well, I I thank you for your call. And as you are speaking or was speaking, Wilfred, what goes through my mind is a story that broke last week 
And I'm trying my best to understand it. I'm trying to have an open mind. And what it happens to be is in New York City, apparently with taxpayer dollars, uh, transgender women are being brought in to read books or transgender type books to public school kids. And in some cases, without this having been authorized by the parents. Now, and I'm really trying my best to be fair and have an open heart, but I don't understand why you would bring with taxpayer dollars. Frankly, I don't understand why you would do it at all. Bring in transgender students to talk to children. I, I, in terms of reading a book, I, I, I just, I, I, I just, I just don't get it. I mentioned Dave in Media, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Morning, Don. Thanks for taking my call. Um, you know, regarding the legislation, I, and I have to be honest, I have not read the details. And you mentioned some things that, you know, if it's going to improve security and background checks, I, I'm all fine for that. But it seems as though that we're, there's already a number of background checks and, and, and regulations in place. And I sometimes wonder if we're over-regulating and over-bureaucratizing because there's two mass shootings that happened where the FBI was held liable for not following up appropriately to uh, leads and so forth. The mass shooting is in Florida, the, the Parkland, and the one in Charleston. There was you know a total of over $200 million in lawsuits have been settled. And, of course, you know, gotten those and the one up in – uh, the gentleman or the, the crazy person, the mentally ill person that did the shooting up in um, uh, uh, Buffalo, you know, there was, you know, it seems like they, they, we identify potential uh, bad players and nothing gets done. And then they go on a, you know, shoot on it. My, my whole thing is I believe that a lot of the Democrats will expose this because they just want to control. They really don't care. Alex, I hate to say this. I really don't think they care. They just want to take, they really just want to, Take law-abiding citizens' rights away on their take the Second Amendment rights from the law-abiding citizens make oh, it more difficult. Okay, Dave. And, and so, so if that's the case, at least for now, for now, it could change tomorrow. But for now, why are some Republicans on board? Enough Republicans to get this done? I think. Well, you know, if there's some if there's some things improving security, I can I can see that. But I think there's so much pressure to focus on. They're just being. It's public pressure. But the thing is, the other main issue, Dominic, we, we talked about this, is that it distracts from what is the root cause? Why are we seeing this, this type of uh, violence that never existed before when people, almost everybody had guns at one time? I mean, human beings didn't just genetically mutate into more violent animals. It's our culture that's changed. And there's nothing being talked. It's not even on the, it's not even on the radar screen being talked about. And that should be the front and center. Talk about the root cause, what's going on in the hearts and minds of the people and how kids are being raised and, you know, these cultural things. But those seems to be, you'll never see a Democrat talk about that. I think it's very enlightening and, 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 sh- and somewhat shocking. And uh, I'd like to see that it, those that type of discussion, have to get that put front and center in the dialogue and the debate of violence and gun control. Well, Dave, I thank you for the call from Pennsylvania this morning. Before we take a break, let me go to Kentucky. Let's say good morning to Mark. Good morning, Mark. What's on your mind? Hey, buddy. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Go right ahead, Mark. Good, good, good. Um, 
a particular situation that happened this weekend. I, I let a, somebody come to my house, and we fed him, stayed for the whole week. Uh, I gave him polo shorts and everything that he can live on because he just got out of prison. And I drove eight hours to pick him up and eight hours to take him back. And 30 minutes before he got there, he turned around and said, you are hillbilly racist. And that just went all over me. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you no, wel- no, no, you no, welcomed no, someone no. into your home. You drove eight hours each way to pick them up. But why why would you do that, Mark? Because it's a common courtesy to say I've known him for a long time. Oh, you've known and, this individual. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And okay. the bottom is, let me tell you the point of it. It's entitlement. They believe that they should be entitled. Everybody's got to work. <laughs> Everybody's got to work. Hey, I've had five bypasses and a stroke, and wow. I have to work. Well, hey, Mark, you, you thank you for the call. You you did hit it on the head there. I didn't know where you were going. But once you started talking about entitlements, that's what the problem is, what we're dealing with in society now. I'm focusing on the cities just, just, just for argument's sake right now. In every city in America, there is a certain percentage, whatever it may be, of the population that feels they're entitled. They don't have to work. You don't have to go to school. You're entitled. Give it to me. Give it to me. The Democratic Party says I've been wronged. So just give it to me. So, again, at first I didn't know where Mark was going with that story, but he is right about entitlements and the number of, he mentioned hard operations that he had. The bottom line is this, for, 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 for all, all citizens, myself included, you don't get up and go to work. You don't eat. It's that simple. Most of us don't have the option of a lifetime dependency on welfare. And I say this as someone that was part of the system growing up where my family received uh, public assistance, food stamps, Medicaid. But you better believe that I have paid enough in taxes (laughs) over the last 25 years to reimburse the government three or four times what we were ever, ever given. But, but the caller was correct about entitlements and hard work. I see a lot of you folks want to talk about the problem as it relates to attacks on Asian Americans. Also the gun laws, the compromise, it appears that things are moving forward and coming up at 45 minutes past the hour, we'll have the chronicles of Dominic Carter. And of course we'll have more of your telephone calls. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.
77 WABC. And we are back taking your calls on a number of topics this morning as it relates to the agreement uh, on on gun measures, uh, Democrats and Republicans working together. The uh, another attack on Asian Americans uh, here in New York City, a woman uh, spraying some mace into the face of um, four Asian American women, telling them to go back to their country. Uh, the women are from New York City. And also, it appears that um, Eric Adams and AOC, maybe New York is not big enough for both of them because they're they're at odds. And Adams is right. Adams is making the argument of Democrats really should not be viewed as socialists. And that's the way that AOC wants to be uh, viewed. So let's uh, let's go. Let's go to our friend Stan in Forest Hills. Good morning, Stan. How are you? I'm doing well. Go right ahead, please. Uh, is it okay if I talk about my subject? I I, go, I don't know what. It's Rudy ahead, Giuliani. That's what I wanted to talk okay, about. Well, what, is that what, okay. Well, what? What? I, I, you should know that I'm a huge fan of Mayor Giuliani. Well, okay. That, then I can. He was on tonight. And talking about that, he about his being drunk, he says he wasn't drunk. But then he goes into uh, the election, and he says, my numbers show that he, Donald Trump won a specific state. Donald Trump won this. Well, here's the point, Mr. Giuliani. Your numbers don't matter for nothing. In Arizona, their numbers mattered, and Donald Trump lost. In Pennsylvania, your numbers didn't matter there either, because Pennsylvania voted correctly, and they voted, and the numbers showed Donald Trump lost. And in Georgia, Georgia, which you said should have been won by Donald Trump, their numbers showed that uh, Mr. Biden won the presidency. And even that, that Donald Trump tried to muzzle the Republican head of the uh, Republican committee over there and say, find me 11,000 votes. So, Mr. Giuliani... If you want to do something, you said you're not afraid of the people in Washington. Why don't you go to the uh, panel that's being uh, shown and testify? You're a prosecutor. You know the laws. You can go testify. If you have the truth, which you said on radio tonight, go testify. And this way, we'll see what you know. But I bet you don't because you're a prosecutor. You know about the Fifth Amendment, and I'll bet five to one you'll take the fifth fifteen okay. or twenty times. Okay. So, okay. so, 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 no, no. Every, you you had your say on um, on on uh, on Mayor Giuliani. Um, all I can tell you, Stan, is that uh, I've known Mr. Giuliani a long time, and and he's an upstanding guy. That's that's all that I can tell you. You know, he's been involved with the uh, on the election front and uh, in every encounter that I've had with him over the years, he's an upstanding guy. So that's that's all at the end of the day that that I can go on. But before I let you go, uh, one of the stories that I've been looking at is uh, 538, an average of polls uh, shows that Biden is the worst president ever, ever. Not my opinion based on 538 the polling numbers how do you respond to that as a as a supporter of Mr Biden well every president around the world has had bad 
numbers all the time. I mean, no, no, I said, but I said the worst well, ever. Five thirty-eight. I don't know what five thirty-eight. Okay, is. well, I'm glad you're asking because there's no such yeah. thing as a dumb question. Five thirty-eight <laughs> is a highly reputable uh, 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 website that was started by uh, a new, uh, wait, 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 that was started by a New York Times uh, reporter, and it's yeah. it's it's considered by by most to be uh, somewhat down the middle. And so, and they're very, very credible. Right. And and they are saying that Biden, based on polling numbers, the worst president ever. I don't think he's the worst president ever. I don't. I think he, he has problems. I'm not going to say he doesn't. There's no doubt he has problems. But the worst president ever? No, that's not the case. The worst president ever, do I have to tell you, was the preceding president. That was the worst president for the okay. obvious reason, but uh, well, yeah, hey, he's, got hey, Stan, he's got problems. But Stan, my 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 stock account doesn't show that Giuliani was that uh that Trump was the worst president ever. Uh, my my stock account shows that the worst president ever is the current occupant of the uh, White House. But that I'm just saying, Stan. I thank you. I thank you for the uh, call. Let's go to let's see here. Let's go to Mike in Queens. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good evening. I'm, I'm a, a tough act to follow, Mr. Stan from Forest Hills. But <laughs> anyway, uh, real quick, I want to say, I think we can all do ourselves a favor to a large degree by removing race from the equation, which may not happen this year with these expensive elections. But when, but you, say remove, that, when you say remove race, uh, I don't, tell me specifically what you're talking well, about. All, all, all these big stories coming out about assaults and crimes and murders and blah, blah, blah. Let's just get into right and wrong, law and order, because the overwhelming majority of New York City residents, thank God, just want law and order, peace and quiet. And if we just have a person on the street committing a violent act, that person, regardless of race, belongs in jail. It's not that complicated. Okay, so Mike. So so Mike. Mike's island is is basically empty. So Mike, Mike, let let me ask you this question, and and, and let's, let's be real. Let's be real with each other right now. You say we should ignore race, right? And maybe that's the noble thing to do. But how can you ignore race when every time on television, just about, every time in a video clip, the suspect is an African-American? So how can we ignore race? Well, it's it's almost like a a mathematical equation right now. If someone's been arrested 40 times, if someone's committing a crime by textbook definition— I mean, it supersedes race into the fact that this individual needs to be put away, taken off the streets. Now, they're going to say, oh, well, the black person or the white person or the Asian person. I mean, just shelve that for a second and just get back to the the nitty-gritty as far as there's right and wrong, there's law and order. And let's just focus on the fact that people who break the law with violent crimes need to be put in jail. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's sexy for the media to say, oh, well, this person did that, that, but but the bottom line is, if you get back to what law and order on the streets of New York, I mean, my God, there's just so many cut and dry, simple things we should be doing to take violent criminals and wackos off the streets of New York. I mean, I I understand what you're saying. It, it does play a huge uh, part in the political spectrum of race in New York City, but the fact that there are such blatant acts of violence and crime going on, where you just have, you have to ask yourself, why, why is it so complicated? Not to put that individual in jail and get that individual off the streets. You, you see what I'm saying? No, what well, Mike, what what you just said, what you just stated, is the way it should be. But unfortunately, it's hard. Thank you for the call, Mike. It's hard given 
what's going on. I'm trying to um, figure out the best way to say this without getting myself in trouble here in terms of um, uh, my response. Um, uh, The caller from Kentucky, right, again, I didn't know where he was going with his story, but he's so right, you know, in which he said he drove eight hours to pick someone up from prison, eight hours back, put him in his home, and and um, and the individual said something to him that wasn't kind. But the point that he made is that entitlements, entitlements, that's the problem in urban America right now. And dependency, dependency, it's a big problem. And it's a big problem because in the real world, with you and I, it's real simple. If we don't work, we don't eat. If we don't work, you can't pay the mortgage. But there are people that want to constantly do an end around society. And there are people that dropped out in school. They thought they had all the answers or were lazy and didn't want to go to school. And now these are the same clowns that are engaging in the smash and grabs and entitlement. They feel that they're entitled and Democrats tell them that they're entitled. If you really want to help them, how about some tough love? If you really want to help these individuals, Dominic Carter here with you. Talk radio 77 WABC Alona in Westchester. Good morning. What's on your mind? I think you need three hours. I take back two hours. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. I tell tell a lot of my friends about your show. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, So back to Dan, the man. Um, you know, what bothers me is he's knocking Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani kicked butt, and he got New York City the way it's supposed to be. But, he, you know, he surely did. Right? Uh, Rudy Giuliani cleaned up New York City, and I will say this until the day that I die, that Rudy Giuliani, you can say whatever you want to say about him, Rudy Giuliani yep. will go down in history as one of the best mayors, if not the best mayor of New York City ever, period. So Stan's problem is that he, you know, he doesn't like the fact that Rudy Rudy Giuliani is questioning the election like a million other people, and he has every right to. And somehow I have a feeling that my I believe it was a stolen election, but, you know, people don't want to know about it. They wanted Biden in, so Biden's in. And now I hope everybody's enjoying themselves, you know. And, <laughs> right? Yeah, I hope you enjoy your, you know, crappy uh. life, right? But I tell you something, Dan is such a ding-dong that he does not see anything that's going on. Again, the seriousness of who is in our country, what they're going to do. Little innocent children getting killed, you know, not doing anything but just living their life. And, you know, the mothers and the fathers and, and the high prices of what? That could go on all day. The police are not getting respected like they were with Giuliani. The border patrols are out of their mind trying to deal with what Biden, you know, this crap. And, and, and like, people are even dying before they get to America. Like, come on, Stan, stop being a ding-dong, you know, wake up. 
look around and stop hating so much, right? Well, uh, Stan, um, Stan is different, uh, but I, I enjoy talking to him. Just like I enjoy talking to you, I enjoy chat. I thank you for the call. I enjoy chatting with all of you. As, as I often say, my only condition is that we're not nasty to each other. Once it gets nasty, then, then I, I check out completely. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. When I come back, the Chronicles of uh, Dominic Carter, and we're going to have more of your telephone calls. We're going to go to Baltimore, Maryland, Manhattan, Rockland County, Brooklyn, Jackson, New Jersey, all of that and more. WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. No federal court takeover of Rikers Island. For now, as a judge accepts New York City's plan, a federal judge on Tuesday accepted Mayor Adams' plan to fix the staffing and security crisis at Rikers Island. Folks, at the end of the day, if you if you want to fix this problem, you've got to start from scratch. It, it's not it, it, Rikers and the correctional system is almost like NYCHA in the housing authority. If you want to fix the system, you have got to. Someone Stan mentioned Giuliani. Well, Giuliani said about the old Board of Education. He said that um, we should drop a bomb on it. That's what's required to fix Rikers and NYCHA. The housing authority, for that matter, drop a bomb on it, start all over, hire fresh college graduates. I wonder in, at, in the NYCHA system if employees are still having sex with each other uh, on premise. I, I wonder if that's still going on or or has that uh, been pushed under under the rug? You know, because that was uh, one of the latest headlines of, of NYCHA employees uh, engaging supervisors and staff and sexual activity. So we'll see what happens. Uh, Mayor Adams has been given a little more time here. Right back to the telephone calls. And coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Marano and the other side of midnight, Steve in Baltimore, Maryland. Good morning, Steve. What's on your mind? Dominic, good morning. I drive a truck up here four or five nights a week, either to here or through here, and I really enjoy the program. Every night. Well, thank you. That's very and, kind of you to say, Steve. As far as Stan goes, Joe Biden couldn't fill five circles in his basement, and I've been to several Trump rallies, so there's no comparison. Um, as far as the gun situation, I'm 67. I grew up very privileged, but went on the, on the wrong side for a long time in my life. I was given an opportunity to turn things around. I have. But the people I was involved with and around – um, there's there's only one way to change them. That's if they get caught doing something wrong, lock them up. Um, these guys are getting out on bail and no bail and that kind of stuff. It, it, they, don't, they don't get a course correction in between there. 
Right. And I agree with you, Steve. If, if, if you uh, if you're coming after my guns, I'm, I'm a law. I'm a veteran. I'm a law-abiding citizen. I mean, no harm to anybody. The problem is, is that these these fatherless kids out there, mainly young men, white and black, or whatever race. That's what the problem is, in my view. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm the I'm the oldest of eight, and let me tell you something. If I got off course, I knew my dad was coming home, and there was no getting around it. There was a foot going somewhere. Right. And uh, and I'm a very I have a very blessed childhood. But these fatherless kids, they're having other kids. It just continues on with the cycle, and that's that's a major problem. And now, all the places I deliver to. Most of the people in these warehouses or where, where I'm delivering to, it's all non-English-speaking people, pretty much. All hardworking, very nice people, but as far as opportunities for the young kids today, I don't see it, man. I really don't see it. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I delivered papers. There was there was work. I've been working since I was 14 years old. There's always something to do to make a dollar to pay something, mm-hmm. and. uh I mean, I just I just think it's going to be tough, man. Well, so. Steve, I, I I really appreciate your call and your assessment is dead on uh, when you talk about dead on correct when you talk about uh, in some cases the fatherless uh, households and um, I I you know at the end of the day when do the excuses stop? When do the excuses stop? Or is this just a um, a lifelong calling card? Well, I, I can give you ABC excuses so my behavior should be overlooked. Let's go to Mike. We talked about attacks on uh, Asian Americans. Mike and Woodside. Good morning, Mike. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. It's wonderful uh, to be on your air with you. Uh, first of all, I'm Asian-American. I'm Filipino-American. Okay. Uh, my mom's Filipina. I look very Caucasian. But my kids, uh, because my wife is Filipina, look very Filipino. Okay. So uh, we go out every now and then. And every now and then you run into a knucklehead, you know, on the bus or wherever. Uh, you know, I'm legally blind, so my son takes care of me when we go around. So he's like my son and my caregiver at the same time. But he's a really nice kid, and, and he puts up with a lot of this stuff. You know, you get a, a lot of these things. Sometimes the people saying bad things are white. Sometimes they're black. Sometimes they're Hispanic. And it just seemed to happen more and more during COVID. Uh, my son just laughs uh, a lot of times and just laughs it off because, you know, it, it's just people who you, you look at and you see, and it's, it's maybe jealousy on their part because, you know, somebody's got a job and they don't. Or they're in, in the case of this thing that happened in Chelsea, just looking at it, I, I looked at the story a little while ago. I, I had it read to me on, on the uh, post. Uh, I think that's where you got it from. I'm not really sure. But uh, it says the women were 24, 25 years old, and you had a, a woman who was substantially older. Maybe uh, she, she lost her significant other to an Asian woman. That does happen every now and then. Uh, so it could be jealousy uh, and a mixture of a lot of these things. But mostly it's ignorance. And, you know, sometimes there's a word we say in Filipino, which is which means just forgive them, let it pass, and means let it go and let it go with God. Hey, Mike, I, 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 I hear you on forgive someone. I really do. The power of forgiveness is very, very strong. But sometimes it's hard to forgive someone when you can't breathe because of uh, mace 
or we don't know if this was bear pepper, pepper spray. We don't know what it was, but it, it clearly the women cleared out and we don't know what provoked this. I mean, but she just decided, you know, go back to your country and she just sprayed the women with the uh, with the uh, pepper spray, the mace. Mike, I, I really appreciate your call and and thanks for what your son does uh, to assist you. Uh, let's go to Bud and Carmel. Good morning, Bud. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. How are you? I'm well. Please I, I go right ahead. To you. Thank you. I listen to you quite often. Thank you. I'm, 80, I'm 87 years old, and I had a little story to tell. Okay. Uh, in the 1960s, I was in high school, not much, of a, not much of a student. Well, not really in high school, just finishing grammar school. Okay. And we had one teacher in our school. At the time, we were told by the teachers and the, the, the whole school system that everyone was to bring a newspaper. Well, in this one classroom, she wouldn't allow it. She said, until you people know how to read between the lines of a newspaper, I won't allow it in my class. And at the time, everybody was afraid of the A-bomb, and they were starting, they were people building shelters and what have you. And she used to tell us, kids, don't worry about that. They're never going to come here. There won't be a fight, a, a, a shot fired. They're going to just come in here, and you people, the way this country's going, will never know it. And she said, it's not racism. It's not blacks or yellows or Hispanics or anything. What it is is communism, and we should look into it more. And I tell you, I go along with that, and we should investigate some of these people that probably are long-time communist cardholders. Well, My feeling, what I was and – and this, by the way, was one of the only teachers that ever taught me anything in school. Well, so I, I just wanted to call you. I, I appreciate your call and the fact that you uh, listen to the uh, to the program. You know, I, I thank you for the call, but I don't know about the communism part. But I just know, and I, I, you know, I, I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but AOC's 15 minutes. I mean, give me a break. Can someone tell me one good thing that she's done outside of bettering herself? Just just tell me one good thing that she's done. Now, now, you know, I, I have to give her credit in the world of politics. She pulled a wool over the eyes of the voters. Now, how could you say that's a positive, Dominic? Because she got elected. It was an opportunity. She took it, and she beat Joe Crowley. But Joe Crowley was a heartbeat away from becoming speaker. And what do you have now? one of the poorest districts in America. What do, you, what do you have for AOC? So anyway, let's go to our friend Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Two things really quickly, because I know you're getting close to the end of the show. You asked about people who were very uh, strong proponents of uh, the gun control laws not becoming any stricter. And as you know, I'm one of those people. I have no problem with the proposed legislation except for one part, the part that they raise the age. But everything else, you know, seems to be very reasonable things to put into effect. Wow. The other, the other thing, well, the, the only thing I was really against was restricting our access to firearms. That was really the only thing that I had an issue with. The other thing that I wanted to mention, one of your regular callers um, who was just on a few callers ago, 
Uh, I suggest that he educate himself and stop drinking the Kool-Aid with regard to what he said to Mayor Giuliani and the 2020 election. <clears throat> He's really an imbecile. He should see for himself with his own eyes and listen with his own ears to the video that Mike Lindell made public with all of the data, if he's capable of comprehending it. And it's because of others who think like him, or more appropriately don't think at all, that the city, the state, and the entire country is in the situation that it is. And the rest of us are suffering because of those like-minded or lack-of-minded individuals. Well, uh, you're referring to Stan. Yes, I am. (laughs) I, I guess you're. And Dominic, I tell you one thing. The only reason I was unkind to him is because the other night he slandered me on another host's program. Mm-hmm. And I take exception to that. Well, we. we it happens we, to be the show that precedes yours. Okay. Well, we, we should all be nice to each other. Jacqueline, you know, I, I really appreciate your call because, uh, you know, you're saying that. You don't support this, but but you but you could get on board with some of it, and I I yes. respect that. I respect that. I really do. And so I I thank you for the telephone call, and uh, I guess me, you, Jacqueline, and Stan, we have to uh, have a cup of coffee and work through our differences. Joining me now, Frank Marano, the Hello, other side of Midnight. How are you today? I'm doing great. How goes it? Uh, no complaints, no complaints. All right. I loved your analysis last night of the uh, Republican gubernatorial debate. Uh, well, thank you. You know your way around a debate stage, <laughs> having moderated more debates than uh, quite maybe anyone, certainly anybody that I know, and having analyzed uh, hundreds, if not thousands of them over the years. So coming from you, that means a, uh, a great deal. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens next week when they're supposed to go on New York One on Monday, and then uh, they have another debate on Tuesday on Newsmax. Obviously, two very different audiences, and I'm eager to see if that uh, changes the kind of the tenor of what we're going to see in those debates. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What do you have coming up this morning? A very interesting show today. We are going to explore biological parents, mental illness, and the criminal justice system. Three fascinating interviews that I'm looking forward to. When I was at the Talkers Convention on Friday, the recipient of the Freedom of Speech Award is this talk show host, nationally syndicated talk show host out of New Hampshire by the name of Ian Freeman. He's currently under federal indictment. He's uh, going to trial, I think, in October. He's under house arrest. Can't leave his house, so he couldn't come to the conference. He accepted this award in absentia. And he's going to join me exclusively in about a half hour to explain why he's under arrest and uh, what the story is behind he and some of his colleagues. They call them the Crypto Six. And some people are saying, you know, they're fraudsters. Other folks are saying the government's trying to criminalize free speech. Then uh, I'm going to talk to a woman named Julia Dale who grew up not really knowing, going into Father's Day, I'm really interested in this, uh, not really knowing who her biological father was, and she went on this, essentially this hunt, this detective work that she did to explore and find out who her biological father is. And then a gentleman named Peter Vox, who voluntarily committed himself to a psych ward to deal with his own issues related to anxiety, mental illness, depression. And he described he kept a journal while he was in the psych ward. He has just published this journal, and it is fascinating and compelling. So he's going to tell us not only about his own experiences in a psych ward here in the New York area, but some of the things that maybe the whole of society can learn about treating mental illness. Wow. 
That's all coming up this all morning. for the next four hours. <laughs> so I, you know, I wanted to go back to the calls. I, I'll ask you the Father's Day question maybe tomorrow. You select the caller and let's let's. How about Ken in Manhattan? Okay, Ken. Good morning. When you're talking to Frank and Dominic. Good morning, Frank and Dominic, and thank you so much for having me on the show. This is my first time on your show, so I um, appreciate being here. Um, there are a number of issues, but I, d- I don't want to talk too long, so let me focus. Um, we, we started off talking about attacks on Asians. Um, for for the for the uh, uh, listener, let me say I'm in Upper Manhattan. That's I'm um, in like the Washington Heights Inwood area, and it's. Like 50 percent Hispanic, uh, 50 percent of that is Dominican, and then we have a, a bunch of other nationalities. We do not have attacks. There's no an- antagonism. We have Russians and Ukrainians side by side here. In the Russian Delhi, we have a, a Ukrainian flag, by the way. Um, so we have a lot of harmony up here. Um, however, there are, there are issues. There, there are problems like all over the city, and we know why there, there, there are problems. I don't, need to, uh, I don't need to go on ad nauseum about that and waste your listeners' time. We want to solve those problems. And I've been a New York City resident since 1963. I've gone to schools here, and I've seen the problems get worse, sadly, over the years. I was here during the uh, red wave of 93. Giuliani got in, and um, I could see things get better, and then they you know, got worse again. So I have uh, given a lot of thought to something, and I've decided to run for Congress up here in the 13th Congressional District for the state of New York. Okay, well, attacks- well, well, Ken, good luck to you. And um, I do have to wrap you up because we are reaching the point of the end of the show. I wish we had more time and um, and we would be able to get into it. But we've got a few seconds left here, Frank. Are you doing anything special for Father's Day? Is uh, your family doing anything special for you? Oh, I uh, I don't know. I'm not really sure. I, we're going to go to my dad's, and I'll bring uh, young Carmine over, and uh, I'll get together with my siblings. I imagine we'll grill or something, but uh, looking forward to uh, my first Father's Day very much. Oh, that's right. It's your first Father's Day. That's right. You're going to have to give me advice on what, you, what I should be expecting. Well... Get ready. New pair of slippers. You, you got to pay for the meal. <laughs> so today, my wife said, "Oh, we may get you an air fryer." And so, you know, I wish we had more time, but we'll continue Tomorrow. the next time, folks. Keep it right there, Frank Morano, and the other side of midnight coming up now. Hemorrhoids can be a real pain in the butt, causing anal itching and burning and irritation. Get fast relief with all natural, doctor-developed and tested Anacool. Buy Anacool, A-N-A-C-O-O-L, on Amazon right now and save 15% with code WABC2024.